Good afternoon. Welcome to the Long Live the First Amendment and Free Speech Podcast. Free Press Media Press, Inc. sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bichard. Today I read a U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals case. And I'd like to discuss it with you. The case is number 91-7134. It's the United States of America, Plaintiff Appellee versus Investment Enterprises, Inc., DBA is Great Western Litho and Bindery, Donald P. Browning, California Publishers Liquidating Corporation, Michael Warner Video Team Inc., and Susan C. Colvin. This case involved a company that prints covers for videotapes, back in the days of videotapes, and also prints, advertising material, packaging, and the like. The defendants ran into trouble because they were submitting and distributing material that was deemed obscene by a law here. I'd like to read from the case, from what the judges said. Quote, This obscenity case arose from an undercover sting operation jointly managed by police in Dallas in the Los Angeles office of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. The operating culminated in a jury's finding defendants California Publishers Liquidating Corporation, CPLC, Donald P. Browning, Susan Colvin, Video Team Investment Enterprises, Inc., DBA, Great Western Lithuan Bindery, Great Western, and Michael Warner guilty of two counts of interstate transportation of obscene materials in violation of 18 U.S.C. 1462 and aiding and abetting the commission of 1462 offense and one count of conspiring to violate 1462 after the jury returned its guilty verdicts and pursuant to the forfeiture provision of 18 U.S.C. the government sought forfeiture of substantial assets of the defendants, but the district court exercises its discretion under 1467A3 and refused to order any forfeiture, end quote. Most of this decision dealt with the forfeiture issues, and they were arguing a lot of things in the decision about the forfeitures, whether they were right or wrong, such as they whether... They had to know if they were obscene to distribute it and if the material had to be used. Like if they seized an office computer, but it wasn't used in the production of it, they were really big on had to be used in the production of this stuff, of obscene stuff. They also deal with the issue of corporate liability. When I was forming Free Press Media Press, Inc., I read the book and purchased the book, NOLO, Incorporate Your Business, and they discussed the issue of corporate liability, corporate veil, as, as did a lot of other books and blogs and videos that discuss forming an entity. And the gist of it is, if, you're, if you form a corporation, it protects you in many cases from liability, they can't generally seize your personal stuff. And sometimes it's even liability from... If you're an officer of a corporation, you get liabilities from... You get protection for liabilities from lawsuits. However, in this case, they ruled that... 
they were liable. This is what they said, quote, Substantial obscenity convictions contemplates that corporations cannot in and of themselves possess a mental state. End quote. That is true, but they ruled that nonetheless they should be charged with this. This alarms me. I'm glad that they brought this to appeals. I'm glad that they fought this. Unfortunately, it didn't go very pretty. But they did a good fight, and I applaud them for that. I'd like to read some more from the case. Quote, One specifically great, or specifically, Great Western manufactured the box covers for, box covers for interracial anal one, anal sluts volume two, and kinky vision. Three of the four tapes charged as obscene in the two substantive counts. End quote. I'm sad that anything's being charged as obscene. Certainly things like that. Whether you like it or not, it shouldn't be charged as obscene. As remember what the famous quote was, I may disagree with you what you say, but I defend your right to say it to the end. Interracial sounds good. I write interracial erotica, so I wonder what's going to happen to me. Am I going to face similar things? Some of my erotica make political points, so they probably wouldn't rule that obscene because usually, from what I read in obscenity charges, it has to possess no literary artistic value. But I do write some poetry that's obscene that they might deem having no political value since I'm not making political statements per se directly in those. I'd like to read more from the case. Quote, In addition to having an intimate knowledge of the sexually explicit nature of his own printing business, a singularly unsurprising conclusion, Warner's well acquainted with CPLC and his wholly owned subsidiary video team. End quote. I like the fact that they make a snide little comment there. A singularly unsurprising conclusion. So who says judges can't be snarky? They're dealing with the fact that one of the defendants was trying to claim that he didn't really know what was going on. But they said he did. So what they ruled was the following. Quote, Through review of many issues raised by this complex of sanity persecution leads us to affirm the conviction of all defendants and remand to the district court for a new forfeiture proceeding consistent with the proper construction. Affirmed in part, remanded in part, end quote. So what do you think of this decision? If you read it like me, you have more of an insight, but based on what you hear and based on what you know, what do you think about it? It's good at least they got part of the battle. Sometimes you win some and you lose some, like the saying goes. So I'm glad that they won something. It wasn't a total loss, though it saddens me and outrages me and sickens me. And this will not stand to have any obscenity deemed illegal. We need to overthrow that, overturn that, get rid of that. Like Justice Black said in U.S. United States versus 37 photographs, which I also discussed in another podcast, he believes what I believe, that obscenity should not be illegal because freedom of speech is total. And he also says it's a waste of time for judges to have to look at every piece of obscene material and decide whether it's obscene or not. I couldn't agree more. And it's, in a sense, funny, but in a tragic way that judges have to evaluate anal sluts volume to an interracial anal. 
Another point I like to mention is Luke Skywalker of Two Live Crew said the censorship thing is a racist thing because they don't like when races get together. And it makes me wonder here with interracial anal. I write interracial erotica books, so who knows what's going to happen with that. And maybe he has a point here. So I applaud the defendants for trying, for taking the First Amendment to the next level, for doing what they can. They got a consolation prize of the forfeiture parts overturned, though they didn't win the big thing. But thank you for doing what you did and taking the time and energy to fight this. No small task. So how will you advance the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and third parties today? Long live the First Amendment and free speech. Goodbye.